right, if you're ready to receive the word of the Lord today, let me hear you now say amen. amen. Come on now, you know the louder you say amen, the better I preach. Anybody excited to receive the word of the Lord? All right, man, it's going to be a great Sunday. We're so glad you're here in person. We welcome all those watching online as well. Uh, let me invite you today. If you haven't had a chance to attend in person, we want you to come experience. It's one thing to experience it online, but it's on a whole another level to be in the house when God is pouring out his spirit, his anointing. Stop by. We'd love to have you as our guest. Today, we're continuing a series called Love. Love is. Somebody say, Love is. Come on, drop your voice and say it in your best DJ voice. Say, love is. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about the thought, love endures. Love endures. Uh, you know, today, this is an important subject because we're learning to love the way Jesus loves us. And I know when we hear these words, love, we think, oh, this is going to be an easy series. This is going to be something that, you know, I can kind of gently get by, but no, it should be just the opposite because the way Jesus is teaching us to learn to love as believers, it's on a whole nother level than what the world is loving. It's the very opposite of the way the world loves. It's stretching us. The, the Bible says it's easy to love those who love you because I want you to love those who talk bad about you. He goes, I want you to learn to love those who are even your enemies. I want you to love them. Those that have hurt you, I want you to love them as well. I mean, he really stretches us to love on a different level. It, it should be challenging us to take it to a different way. You know, we need to learn to love the way that God loves us. The more I learn to see the way God loves me, the more I in return can be free to love others this same way. We gotta look for the good. We gotta look, as believers, we're called to look for the good in all things. We're called to look for the good the good news, share the good news, and to look and believe the best in people. Today, we, we have a society that looks for the worst in all things. And it, it cancels out if you don't agree with them. And it looks for the worst in everything. You know, we look for good news. We had a pandemic. It's hard. It's a lot of things going on. And then finally some good news comes out. Hey, there, we got some vaccines ready now. That's good news. No, it's not. Why not? Because you got to take two shots. It may be doing more harm than good. I mean, everybody's coming out talking negative about it. I'm like, well, the doctors are taking it. Give me the shot. I don't want it. And then I, someone said, well, you know, we have a new one coming out. And now there's, now there's one shot just came out. I'm like, hooray, one shot, not two. And someone said, no, don't take that one. That company's bad. They'll give you cancer. I'm like, what? You know, every time there's good news, Somebody's always bringing up some bad news. You know, just when we thought we're getting better, now they want to they wanna change the name of Mr. Potato Head and take off the Mr. I'm like, are you crazy? His mama named him Mr. Potato Head. I'm going to call him Mr. Potato Head. We got a society that's more worried about a piece of plastic than they are about babies being aborted, but I don't care about that, right? I, I know. Okay, I better get to preaching today, right? Are you seeing where it's taking us? We're called to live our life at a higher level, at a higher level. So the good news is this, that we have a vaccine that society needs, and the name is Jesus right now. Society needs Jesus. They need Jesus in a deeper level. And the way they're going to get it is when you and I rise above the culture 
and we begin to love the way Jesus loves. And it's commanded us to love. That's the only way. The only way we're going to bring Jesus to this culture is that we rise above. God's love never fails. His love does not give up on you and I. His love will chase us. His love comes after us. His love waits for us. His love covers us. God's love never fails. Let's go to our text, 1 Corinthians 13 and 7. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It always is hopeful. And let's say this last line together. And it endures through every circumstance. Let's say that last line again. And it endures through every circumstance. It endures. We need to experience a greater revelation of the enduring love of God. His love never gives up on me. His love never gives up on you. His love always is hopeful for the best in us. His love endures us through every difficult season of our life. We got to understand this so that we can learn to love this way as well. So number one, write this down. God's love covers the worst of us. God's love covers the worst of us. I want you to see this video of this toddler who's stuck behind the door and he's crying for somebody to please set him free. I think, I think you'll like this. Let's see this. Poor baby. Somebody's mama, daddy. Oh, just open the door, son. Okay, you're free. Oh, thank God he's free. And he shuts the door back. No, I'm not. I'm stuck. <laughs> Mom, I'm stuck. No, you're not, son. No, 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 you're not. No, you're not. Open. See, look, just open the door. You're, you're not stuck. Oh, oh, okay, Mom. Wait, no, I, no, no, I'm stuck, Mom. Look, 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 Mom, I'm stuck. I can't get out of here. Oh, <laughs> somebody. <laughs> you're so stuck, Mom. No, no, you're not. I think this is the way many of us live our life. This is, this is funny, but really, this is the way we look. Think about it. Jesus has opened the door of freedom in our life. He has set us free, and we're like, you know, I know he's opened the door, but no, I'm stuck. I'm not free. I'm not free. I'm stuck. No, you're not. You've been set free. No, 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 I'm not. No, that's for everybody else, but not me. I'm stuck. No, you're not. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. There is freedom in Christ. His love covers me even on my worst of days. His grace is covering me far beyond what I even realize, and I am stuck over here. No, 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 no. I'm stuck. No, you're not. Just go out the door that's been open for you to freedom and begin to walk your life in freedom. Quit going back and allowing yourself to stay stuck where Jesus has set you free. Why? Because his love covers me even at my worst. Even at the worst of me. How many of us live our lives this way? God's love covers us. Look at Romans 12, 9. Don't just... Pretend to love others. Have you ever done that? Guilty, I've done that. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. And look what it says. Hate what is wrong. All right, we, we do that pretty good. We don't need any help there, right? We, we do that pretty natural. Hate what is wrong, but hold tightly to what is good. 
The problem is this, is that this word hold tightly, it means, if you go back and look, it means like super glue. Hold on to it. I mean, you're to hold on and super glue to what is good. We're called to do this, but the challenge is this. The challenge is that we, we don't see the good because of hating the evil, hating what is wrong. I hate what is wrong, and so I, I can't see the good. And the mature believer is not allowed to live their life that way. The mature believer is able to say, you know what? I can see what is wrong. I can hate what is wrong, but I can also look for the good in all things. I can still look and see you for what God can do in your life. I can still see you redeemed. I still see you forgiven. I still see God's grace covering you. I see you growing, maturing, learning. I see you pulling out of this mess and God's using your testimony to grow. I see you beyond where you're at right now. See, mature believers are called to love this way. Challenge yourself. Are you getting stuck at the bad, hating the bad? We, we do that, right? We have no problem with that part. It's the last part of this. Hold tightly to what is good. It can be a challenge to find something to hang on to that's good, right? But we're called to do this as believers. Look, look at this statement. You, you, can, you can hate what is evil, but you still must hang on to what is good. It's the way Jesus has called you and I to live our life. It's a process. God loves me this way. When I accept him as my Lord and Savior, confess him as Lord and my Savior, submit my life to him, my spirit is redeemed right away, but I'm being transformed in the process. My mind is being transformed in the process. And in that process, I have some bad days. But the good news is his love covers me. His grace covers me. And it allows me to grow. And it gives me chances to, to fall and get back up and keep going in him. Because his grace is so much bigger. He's the prodigal father waiting there for the prodigal son to come home. And says, son, I, I love you. Says, daughter, I love you. Wrapping your arms around you. Pulling you out of the pig's pen. Pulling you out of that mess. It's the way Jesus loves us looking for the good. I see the good in you even when you're feeding the pigs. I see the good in you even when you're blowing it all. I still see that God's got a purpose for your life. I still see you doing well. I still see you doing better. It's hanging on to that. This is the way we're called to love people. How can we do this? Let me, let me give you some practical ways how we can begin to cover each other. Uh, number one, you, you praise in public but correct in private. Now, this isn't just for believers. This is for bosses. This is for leadership. This goes along. Listen, we don't, we don't correct in public. No, to get the best out of people, you correct in private. And then we praise in public. I look for something good to praise you in public, and then I talk to you in private what things you need to change. Refuse the gossip. Come on now. Get off of quiet in the room. Don't look at your neighbor. But refuse the gossip. The Bible has a lot to say about people who gossip, and none of it's good. It says that the power of our tongue is life and death. And those who gossip, man, the Bible says that God is not happy with us when we do that. Listen, stop it. Stop gossiping about other people. Mature believers move beyond that. Mature believers avoid speaking critically in mixed company. 
I'm not going to talk about other people negative. Don't, don't be around people who are always been negative, always talking about the boss negative, always talking about leaders negative, always talking about other people negative, because as soon as you leave that group, now you've left, and now they're talking about you in a negative way, I promise you. It, people like that, it just happens. So you got to pull away from that. No, I'm going to look for the good. I hate the bad that they're doing, but I'm looking for the good. I'm looking for the good. I'm pulling out the good. And number two, write this down. God's love believes the best. God's love believes the best. Have you ever had a report from a doctor? A doctor says, hey, we want you to come back. We, we just took some x-rays and there's something showing up. We're not really sure what it is, but maybe, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's a tumor. Maybe it's something, maybe, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's a tumor or something going on. We don't know. We want you to come back, see a specialist in two weeks. And pretty soon you're like, oh, that's, not, that's nothing, you know? And then by day two, you're like, well, man, my, I woke up, my side's hurting today. And by day three, you're like, <coughs> day five, you're like, oh, I know, it's a tumor. I know, I know, I know. Then you can go to the hospital only to find out it was nothing. Oh, it's nothing. Must have just been, a, must have been gas. I don't know, something, you know? You're like, thanks a lot. Stressing me out for two weeks. But we'll automatically believe the worst, don't we? We automatically go to the worst report. As a believer, we're supposed to go to the best report. We're supposed to look for the best report. God's love believes the best. It's, it's what God's called us to do. You know, as a church staff, when we reopened the doors after being shut down uh, during quarantines and we were not allowed to meet and finally we were given permission to open the doors back up, like every church in America, we opened up with about 30% of what we had before, before the shutdown. And the first couple of weeks, it was really hard coming back and doing church with only 30% of the people. And it was taking a, a toll on the leadership. And oh, I remember our, our first staff meeting, I, I called everybody back, and we were all struggling with people who were not here. And we get it. Quarantine, it was a hard decision. When do I come back? When's it safe to come back? Certain people need to be quarantining. And, you know, there's, there's things, all that. We get all that. But at the same time, we're missing everybody. And what's, this is hard to do. And so I looked at the staff and I just said, and we, we all made a discussion. And we decided as a group that we were going to stop focusing on the negative And we were going to start looking for the good. Let's, let's, let's praise the Lord for who is here. Let's, let's go after the ones who aren't here. Let, let's just do things and let's just go. And we begin to change our attitude and we look for the best in every situation. Let's start doing what Jesus wants us to do. Let's, let's start taking care of the children. Let's, let's start doing some other things. And as we did that, things begin to grow because I believe we begin to look in the best, call out the best. We didn't stay stuck and say, well, we're never going to grow back. Listen, if I, if I believe every report that I ever read about the church, the church will never go back. But obviously they haven't met Destiny Church because we're growing. We're growing at both services are growing. And we're going back. And we're one of the top 10% of America churches that are making it back as fast as we had. And I want you to know that this is not the end, but we're going to keep going. Why? Because we believe God's best. That in any season we can prosper. In any season, God's hand of favor can be upon us. What are you going to choose to believe? God wants us to look for the best. Romans 12, 10 and 11, look at this scripture. It goes, I want you to love each other with a genuine affection. Take the light in what? Honoring each other. Oh, let's read that again. I think we take the light in honoring each other. 
He says, don't be lazy in doing it. Don't be lazy. Never be lazy. Work hard and honor each other and serve the Lord with enthusiasm. It's something that we're called to do, that we are in a cancel culture society, and when the Word of God has called us to live in an honoring society. At church, we've allowed it to come in and take us right there. If you don't look like me, canceled. If you don't vote like me, canceled. If you don't believe like me, canceled. We let it creep into the church. It's just not out there. And I'm here to tell you, we got to rise back up and learn to love the way Jesus wants us to love. The church has got to be the light. The church has got to be the example. The church has got to bring that honoring culture back. Right now, it's called honoring each other. It's an honoring culture that he wants us to do this. Uh, I love the story in Judges 6 and 12. The word of God says that Gideon was, was hiding and the Midianites had been coming and they had been stealing their food and stealing their crops and had been terrorizing them year after year. And Gideon was taking, they were taking all the crops and they were taking them into caves and they were trying to produce what should have been done out in the open so the wind could help the process they were doing in the dark in the caves and trying to be secret about it so that they wouldn't lose the crops to the enemy. They're there hiding. You know, and year after year, the Midianites are coming and stealing and taking away from them. And here's Gideon there. And Gideon is more like Barney Five than he was William Wallace. You know what I'm talking about? You can take away our crops, but you cannot take away our freedom. I mean, he should have stood up with the spirit of Jesus and the spirit of brave heart and said, we may die. But we're gonna live in freedom. None of that, none of that. No, let's go hide. You guys tell me if anybody's coming, okay? They're back there hiding, and the angel of the Lord appears to him. And look what it says to him. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. What? Why? Because this is the way that the Lord operates. He doesn't look and see us at our worst. He looks and sees us at our best. He sees you for what you can become. Dad, he sees you for the husband of the year. He sees you, you can be the best husband. You can be the best father. He can see you becoming the best person, the best person who can preach, who can teach, who can love, who can serve, who can prosper. He wants to see you doing great things for him. And he sees that in us. He calls that out of us, even when we don't see it in ourselves. His love, it covers us. We, we can honor people. Listen, we can honor people up. Do you realize that? My wife's been doing that to me for years. She was honoring me into being the husband I needed to be, and I wasn't. She's like, you're dead. He's the best person. He takes his laundry off the table and puts it away. Oh, let's give him a hand. Hallelujah. Son, she's like, look at your dad. Look at him. He, he put the laundry away. He's so awesome. That's right. That's right. But she said this to me. You know what? You never pick up around here. You never put your laundry away. And I would say, and you're right, I'm never going to do it. But when she honors me, it lifts me to do better. 
Come on, we can honor you. We can honor. Listen, ladies, honor your, your husband to the king you want him to be. Come on now. Honor him. Husbands, honor your wife to the woman you want her to be. Quit focusing on the bad. It's easy to do. We're good at that. The mature believer focuses on the good. Look for the good. Call it out of them. Pull it out of them. Honor it out of them. We must learn to bring honor back. We gotta bring honor back. Listen, we gotta learn to honor. We need to teach our children what it means to honor their teachers again. Come on now. I need a bigger amen than what I just got from you guys. I told all of my children, I was like, we went to the, the class orientation. I met the teachers. I'm like, you have any problems? You better let me know. And I said it right in front of them. They knew that if they didn't honor their teacher, that man, they were going to be in trouble when they got home. It was just, and there's times, yeah, maybe I was upset at a teacher, but I never let my children see that. I took care of that in private. And they never knew that I was taking care of that problem. But I taught them to honor those in charge over them. Honor their educators. We got to bring back honor again. Quit realizing not, it's not our job to go around canceling everybody. Go around pointing out the bad in everybody. No, you are destroying society. God wants us to bring honor back. We need to honor our military, those who have given their life to protect our freedom. We got people, listen, my mom and dad are here today. It's good to have them. And my dad taught me at a young age, son, if a, if a man walks in and a woman walks in in a uniform, you shake their hand and you thank them for their service. They, they sacrifice. They put their life on the line for your freedom. If someone's there who's older and they need a seat, you get up, young man. Give the people your seat. Give your elders your seat. Why? It's honor. It's honor. We got to bring back honor. Why? Because that's the way Jesus wants to live our life. I'm telling you, it's not easy, guys. If it was, everybody would be doing it. But Jesus didn't ask us to take the easy way. He didn't take the easy way. He took the way of the cross. And he's calling us to take the way of saying, I want you to learn to bring back honor. There is where the blessing is. God wants us to honor. I could go on and on and on about honor. We got to bring back honor. The church needs to bring back honor. Let's believe the best about others. Listen, it's been a long year. It's been a long, hard year. How about we just take a deep breath and give some people grace? How about, man, we've been through a lot. It's been through a lot. We've had a hard year, a pandemic. We've had a hard year and a tough election. We've had a hard year with all the regulations and People disagreeing about this and that. How about we just take a breath and let's start honoring each other. Let's bring back honor. Let's give grace to one another. Some of you need to give grace to yourself. You've been really, really hard on yourself. You need to come back and see the way Jesus sees you. His love covers me even at my worst. And he sees the best of me even when I can't see it in myself. Some of you have been operating in so much faith lately. And I want to tell you I'm proud of you, but I'm not because you've been operating in the wrong faith. Some of you have been confessing, my life will never get better, and it won't. My marriage is never going to get better, and it won't. I'll never find love again, and you won't. I'll never get out of debt, and you won't. 
Listen, you will not grow beyond what you believe. If you believe your spouse is not going to change, they're not going to change. If you believe your your marriage is not going to get better, it's not going to get better. If you believe society is not going to get better, it's not going to get better. If you believe relations are not going to get better, they're not going to get better. We've got to believe it. We've got to bring the honor, and we've got to realize it. You will grow when you realize God believes in you. God believes in you. Come on, don't act like you're all holy. And Come on, I know you're just like me, that you give your life to Jesus, and it's been a transformation process. His grace has covered me even on my worst of days. He believed the best in me even when I couldn't see it in myself. He saw that. He didn't give up on me. His love endured through all the hardships I've went through. His love endured through all the mistakes I have made. His love has endured through every part of my journey. His love has never failed. His love has never left me. His grace has covered me. It does that in our life. You gotta believe. God believes you can run and not walk. He, he believes you can love and trust again. He believes that you can do more than you could ever dream or imagine. He believes you can prosper in any season, whether it's famine, pandemic, doesn't make a difference. He believes you can prosper in any season. Today, he wants to bring you a hope and a future. Look at this statement. God believes in you. God does. God believes in you. But do you believe and what God can do in you and through you. You gotta believe it. God, you can do this in my life. God, you can change me. What are you gonna focus on? Your hurt, disappointment, rejection, your failure? Or are you gonna focus on God's best for your life? And give it away, give it away. God's love never lets go. It endures for us. How about we bring this to other people? How about we say, you know what? I'm going to learn to endure. I'm going to hate what's not good. That's all right. I can look at some people and say, man, I hate that they're being fooled. I, I hate that they're believing this. I hate that they're not seeing things the way they should. I hate that they're not, they're not going this way. I can hate those things, but I'm looking for the good. I'm looking. I'm going to hang on to the good, and I'm going to look for something good. I'm going to show people love. I'm going to honor them. Are you set free today? Yeah. Are you set free? Or are you staying stuck behind the door? Walk through the door of freedom that he's given you. Believe the best. His love covers us at our worst. It covers me at my worst and it believes the best in me. I want to cover others in this same love. On your worst day, I want to cover you. And I want to look at you and say, I believe the best in you. I believe God could do greater things you could dream or imagine in you. I believe it's what, the way Jesus wants us to love today. I want you to bow your heads. As you bow your head, I want to ask you the question today. Have you ever given your life to Jesus? Have you ever accepted his love into your life and gave him full lordship of your life? The Bible says we must believe that he is Lord. He's the son of God, that he is Lord of all. And we must believe it, but we must also confess it with our mouth. And if you've never confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you'd never fully surrender your life to Jesus, whether you're here in the auditorium or you're listening 
online, today's your day. Today's your day. And we won't do anything to embarrass you or to single you out. But without anybody looking at me, if you're here today, say, Pastor, I'm ready to surrender my life to Jesus. I'm ready to make that decision. Can you just lift your hand where you're sitting at so I can see you? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Yeah, I see those hands going up. Thank you, guys. I want you to say this prayer after me. As Christians around you, what we'll say with you as well. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me my sins. I surrender all of my life to you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. And from this day forward, I will follow after you and I will serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we say welcome to the family of God, and you meant it. Now listen, that's just a starting point. If you prayed that prayer, it's just a starting point, okay? You gotta get plugged into a church home. If you're listening online, you gotta get plugged into a church home where you can be encouraged, where you can be discipled, where you can be taught the word of the Lord, where you can grow in your journey. I want you to stand on your feet, and as you do, how many say, Pastor, I wanna learn to love. I wanna learn to love that endures. I want to learn to love that endures. I want to learn to love other people this way. If God's speaking to you today, can you just raise your hands? That's me. I'm going to love this way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Let's keep our hands raised. I want to pray over you today. Father, I thank you that God, your love endures for us. Your love covers us on our worst days and it always sees the best in us. I pray to Father, first of all, we get this revelation that it can set us free. And number two, I believe that, Father, you want us to give it away as well to others. Help us to love this way, where we can cover the worst in each other. Hate what is bad, but love what is good and hold on to it and pull out the best in each other. God, help us to love at a different level than the world, that you can be exalted and that your light will shine bright as a city on a hill. In Jesus' name we say, amen. Come on, put your hands together if you receive that word.